Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world of food. First, did you hear Kraft unveiled a new customizable sauce dispenser for restaurants? It'll create more than 200 condiment combos. Second, did you hear about the world's most expensive scoop of ice cream? You're not going to believe this. It'll set you back $6,400. It's called White Knight, and it's created from the best white truffles in all of Italy. It's for sale in Japan and is topped with an edible gold leaf, two types of cheese, and sake sake kasu, which a paste-like <laughs> ingredient derived from the process of sake making. And finally, in the world of food, want employees back in the office? This could be the secret. Free coffee. And free food. Mm. In a survey, employees said the free coffee and the free lunch would save them time and money and make them more productive. Mm. I know coffee makes me more productive. <laughs> what is the, I used to have that sign, coffee, so I can do stupider things faster. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, I was today years old when I learned what something that we use every day, and I've said it a million times and never really thought, what does this stand for? Tell you what it is next. Okay, so I was today years old when I learned what... FOB means, you know, like a key FOB. Mm, yeah, yeah, I don't know what that means. Do you know what I mean? FOB, what it means? Because I always thought, oh, it must be the brand name. I mean, I never really thought about it. Key FOB. Do you want to think about it for a second and give it a guess? Oof. And I learned about this from our son, by the way, where I learned all my technical stuff from. He said, Mom, grab your key FOB. And she goes, my what? And he goes, your finger operated button. No way. Right? I made the same face you just did. I was like, oh, whoa, that's what that stands for. <laughs> so, but wait, here's what's so crazy. We have to use a key fob to get in the building and mm-hmm. it's, you wave it in front of something. You don't press anything. Well, I think it's just become a catch-all name for everything oh, that's, a, that's a key I've now. I've never called I think my I, key to my car a fob ever in my whole life. Operated button there you go my mind is blown and you were today years old when you found out yeah i had no idea (laughs) how many times as a parent has this happened to you uh your kid wants to participate in something and you're like are you sure about that really okay (laughs) we're going to tell you about uh, what this one daughter did that had her mom pretty mortified in just a minute so i don't know about you but uh, i know there's so many parents that have things their kids want to participate in, and you're like, uh, you sure about that? And then, you know, depending on the age of your kid, you just try to be a supportive parent and say, okay, well, well, you know, you got to learn to make your mistakes. So this woman from, uh, her name's Delaney, and she lives in Canada, and she told her mom, hey, I'm going to England because I want to be part of this uh, cheese race. <laughs> They do this in the UK every year. It's famous. It's a cheese rolling race. race. So they roll this seven pound cheese wheel down a hill and you have to roll down the hill afterward after it and try to catch it or beat it. And this, you know, Delaney's like, no, mom, this is going to be so cool. And she's like, please don't do that, babe. You could get hurt. And she's like, no, mom, I really want to do it. Did she say, no, mom, if I practice, I can really get (laughs) Gouda at it. (laughs) I'm sure she did. Or her dad did. (laughs) Well, she got knocked out on the way down and was actually unconscious for part of it. And she still won. I remember running and then I hurt my head. And then I woke up in the tent despite the injuries. I think it's worth it. She's 19 years old and she's thrilled. She won the the wheel of cheese Mm. and the bragging rights. That's it. There's no money prize or anything. And she told her mom, like, mom, I want to do it again next year. And her mom goes, 
no, you will not be doing that again next year. No more head injuries from cheese rolling. She does have the coveted title of cheese whiz. <laughs> yes. So for being so fast. Uh, her poor mom. And her mom wasn't with her. So she like saw the video of her daughter rolling and unconscious. What did she do to pay for that trip? Because going to England ain't cheap. I don't know if she was there studying abroad or, yeah, that's, you could stay that's a very in expensive trip. Youth hostels or something yeah. to save some money oh, when you're yeah. 19. You don't care about that, right? But yeah, still, she might have been over there the you know, studying. The flight is crazy expensive. Yeah, huh. she's probably like studying abroad all summer. <laughs> well, well, good for you. You know, I should give you guys an update on my son, Kyle, did something. He didn't go to England, but he did do something kind of quirky and kind of weird. He, remember he wanted to go to International Kyle Day or Kyle yes. Fest or something? Kyle yeah. Fest. Tell I you how that went next. So we're talking about young people who go and do kind of quirky things. The lady went to a giant cheese race in England. Mm-hmm. My son Kyle did something interesting. He had a ton of frequent flyer miles that were going to expire. I mean, like a lot. Like fly anywhere in the country you want to go and don't worry about paying for it because you have so many miles, but they were going to expire And um, he decided, he heard that in Kyle, Texas, they were trying to have the world's largest gathering of Kyles. So he went for the day. So cool. He left Sunday morning and flew home Sunday night all the way to, I think he (laughs) flew into Austin and then drove, took an Uber, uh, like 30 miles out of town to Kyle, Texas. And, And right when he got in the Uber, the guy goes, let me guess. Your name is Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) He said, how did you know? He's like, you're the fourth Kyle I've taken out there today or something like that. So, yeah, he went to Kyle Fest and he said there were moments where he was like, why did I do this? This was the dumbest thing I've ever done. Um, But they had a whole big festival going on, bands and food and, you know, games and displays and all kinds of stuff. And and I said, well, did they do it? Did they break the record? Did they have the largest gathering of, of same name person in one place at one time? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if we could Google News it and find out. He said the best part about it was jokingly walking up and people going like, hey, my name's Kyle. What's yours? Oh, that's funny. If you do want to know about whether they get the, got the world record or not, you can Google News it. Just put in Kyle, Texas, and it pops up. Well, just tell us. Don't leave us waiting. They <laughs> fell short. Oh, yeah. man. By how many Kyles? Um, Let's see. They had... 2,325. They, they needed like 2,600, I think. Yeah, so they were like quite a few short. Kyle's oh, short. But Kyle man. did his part. He did. He did. Apparently, if you use these three phrases every day, you're more emotionally secure than most people. If you're looking to be authentic and comfortable in your own skin, maybe you can start to incorporate more of these phrases. Number one, um, let me think about that and get back to you. They say choosing your responses carefully and not regretting what you say is a really strong thing. Uh, Number two, am I like that? They say that emotionally secure people don't take negative feedback personally. Instead, they look at it as an opportunity to improve. And the last phrase that people use that are more emotionally secure is, I'm sorry you're struggling. How can I help? They say emotionally secure people are empathetic and realize if someone's having a bad day, it's not a reflection on them. It just means that person's having a bad day. You should give examples of what not to say. So like for that one, instead of like, what's wrong with you? Get over it. (laughs) (laughs) Not helping. (laughs) Instead, say, I see you're struggling. How can I help? How can I help? And then when they respond, oh, here's three things you can do to help help my day go better. Then you can go, I'm going to have to get back to you on that. (laughs) The first thing that you said, right? (laughs) 
you hear the Surgeon General recently say that social media harming is harming the well-being of our children? Well, coming up, a psychologist says your kids should never do these things on social media. You probably heard recently that the U.S. Surgeon General said that social media is harming the well-being of our children. Uh, He issued an (laughs) advisory. uh, It was like a 60-page advisory calling it an urgent crisis. Yet 95% of kids ages 13 to 17 use social media. So here's some advice from a solid psychologist. Uh, Have your teens keep their accounts private. That way your child has to agree with who they choose to interact with. Uh, Number two, scroll with your kids. Know they're going to be standing behind them and make sure harmful content isn't coming into their feed. Some accounts just need to be blocked if it's uh, focusing on unhealthy body image and things like that. Uh, Number three, remind your kids that documenting every moment of their lives can take away from the present. And the last advice, have lots of conversations with your kids about what they're seeing on social media and how it's affecting them. Mm, I heard something the other day, and th- this is such good advice. Maybe if you're on the if you're on the fence about getting your kids a device and allowing them into that whole world, um, they were talking about when they hear parents say, "Oh my," or they hear a kid go, "Oh, my mom is my best friend," and how cringeworthy that is because that's not your parent's job. And he said, "You're as a parent, you have to be willing to, for their good, for the child's good, to lose their affection." To lose them being like, oh, I love you, mom, allowing them to be mad at you and not like you because you're that evil parent that won't let them on social media. You know, you have to be willing to be that mom and dad. So if you're on the fence about that, I hope that encourages you not to give in because you want them to be like, oh, thanks, mom. You know, it's okay to be like, mom, you're ruining my life. Yep, that's my job. (laughs) Have a great day. So we're talking about uh, kids. The Surgeon General saying uh, that uh, kids, the social media is causing them problems. No, uh, they had to publish a 60 page report to tell us all we already knew. Right. But um, here's something that parents, if you're struggling with that with your kids and social media and this different world, if they've got phones in their pockets and they've got their earbuds in all the time, if you're struggling with that. There's something that that you and I as parents, we are the first parents to ever experience a certain response from our kids. No parents in history ever got this response until us. We'll talk about it next. So there's something that parents uh, of this generation and and maybe a generation before, it hasn't been long. It's only been like five or ten years the parents have been experiencing this from their kids that no generation of parents have experienced before us. And that is the joy and pleasure of your child walking into, I don't know, the living room, the kitchen, and you're already there. And you say, hey, honey, how's your day? And they give you this like tilted head. They pull their their AirPod out and they give you a tilted head and a little bit of attitude and go, what? And you're like, oh, I was just asking, how's your day? It's fine. I'm sorry. I'm listening to a podcast. No parents in Ugh. history have ever. That'll hurt your feelings. Ever gotten that response from their kids. And you get it like multiple times mm. a week. What? What? I'm sorry, I'm listening to a new record, you know, new record. I'm listening to a new song. <laughs> no parents have experienced that before. And it and it speaks to just levels of disconnect that we experience with our kids nowadays. And going back to your thing of like kids are more they've got anxiety and it's related to social media and everything else. It's not just because they're spending all their time in social media land with fake relationships, but they're not cultivating the real ones that matter that are going to be there for their entire lives. You know, their parents Mm -hmm. and their, you know, their 
brothers and sisters, people who are actually there in real life, they'd rather have these pretend relationships with their pretend persona right. on social media. Mm. So it's it's very interesting. I was just thinking about that the other day of how we are the first parents to experience that. First parents to experience our kids are no longer influenced by us as the number one influence in their lives, but social media is the biggest influence in their life. The second that you allow them into that world, you stop being that main influence in their life. And social media does. It's a very weird world that we've moved into when it comes to social media and iPhones and AirPods and the whole mix. So do you have weird little things that um, that just never get old that make you giddy like a school kid and you're like, oh, that's so exciting. Uh, That happened to me recently. My husband and I went on one of those YOLO trips to a little country that I had never heard of in my life until my husband said, do you want to go there? And it's called Slovenia. And they they describe it in like some of the travel blogs and stuff that it's as if Switzerland and Italy had a baby. It's north of Croatia, south of Austria, uh, west of Italy. And um, one of the things we were able to do on this trip is just drive across borders. And it I got giddy like a little girl every time. Like I would get out my phone and be like, look, look, right now we're in Slovenia. And we just crossed into Italy. Hmm. How cool is that? Because like one morning Glenn got up and he goes, hey, I found out there's a pretty lake in, in Italy. You want to go? And I'm like, well, where is it? He goes, it's 15 minutes from here. I was like, yes. <laughs> and then we took a day trip to Croatia. So we filmed like I, I couldn't resist. I'm like, this is so crazy. We're like going into another country and there's like there's no one around. There's no checks. There's no get out your passport. It's just drive across the drive border. Right through. And I guess till just recently, the border between Croatia and Slovenia was a nightmare. It was like two hours. People who worked in Croatia or lived in Croatia and worked in Slovenia had to wait like two hours. Can you imagine adding that to your commute? But then there was this new agreement and now you can just drive across. There was no one there. Not like one person in uniform. No one. You just drive through. And I just, I'll never get used to that. Because like we cross state lines and we're like, look, it says... Welcome to Utah. That's so cool. And we'll get out, you know, or some people will stop and take a picture if they're on a family vacation. But there's to me something that just never gets old about, oh my goodness, we just crossed into another country. What in the world? This is so crazy. That's awesome. So you might have thought by now that, you know, the pandemic's officially over, people will be getting back to the office. But there's brand new report that just came out that says the share of workers in office full-time is actually shrinking Hmm. and hybrid work is growing. I know a lot of people that work a couple days in the office, a couple days at home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I also heard for the very first time, Kev, tell me if you heard this today as well. Um, There's some people that are getting together with their unions and they're suing their company to not have to go back to the office. Wow. And what I haven't heard is, do they have a case because, you know, they say there's like a lot of research saying productivity is better at home. Yeah, yeah, people yeah, aren't yeah. spending all the time in the car. They're happier. They're working harder. So anyway, it's going to be fascinating just to kind of follow this trend over the years. Of, right. Will it continue with this whole hybrid thing? Like that's the way it is here at the radio station for everybody mm-hmm. but us who mm-hmm. are on air. They're still hybrid. Um, and, you know, would you sue your company yeah. for the right to stay home? Coming up in just a minute, do you feel like the headlines and negative news is affecting you in a bad way? Coming up, this will help. 
Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. Does it feel like the headlines and all the tough things going on in the world are affecting you? You want to stay informed, but it can be some tough stuff to hear, right? You, uh, Well, check this out. Positive news stories, especially ones featuring acts of kindness, can actually counteract the ill effects of seeing negative news stories. Yeah, when people heard positive news, they were felt uplifted. They were in a better mood. They had a more positive outlook on life. They said, and uh, the other thing you can do is just doing one act of kindness a day yourself can increase your satisfaction with your life. When you're selfless, it improves your happiness, which isn't surprising because that's what Jesus told us to do hmm. was to put others first. Fascinating. So, yeah. Yeah. It's good. And, and Taylor always gives us good news every day. I try to, like, yes. With this. Yeah. Here's your feel good. What, what do you say? Guaranteed to put you in a good mood there story you go. of Guaranteed the day. Guaranteed to put you in a good mood story. That's yeah. right. Tis the season for graduations. Do you have a graduate in your family? You got a bunch on our street. I love driving through the neighborhoods you know, where I live and all the signs are mm-hmm. out congratulating all the all the graduating seniors. Well, we got the nicest graduate letter I think we've ever received, Taylor, from a, from a young graduate. Me and you? Yes. It's oh, to, cool. to me and you. It starts, dear Kevin and Taylor. That's us, right? Yeah, so uh, we'll share what what this young lady had to say and the bright future ahead of her in just a minute. So do you have any graduates in your family? That's a big thing, big deal when your kids graduate. Uh, And I mean the big one. It's fun to go like Griff just had his kids graduated, I don't know, like third grade or something. And that's fun. They put on the little cap and gown and stuff. But the real monumental ones, high school, college, right? Those are the big deal. And and we had a a young lady send us a graduation note. Um, you know, like a little card with pictures of her named Savannah, uh, pictures of her playing soccer, running track, flying an airplane, wow, snowboarding, uh, playing flag football. And the note, Taylor, was just, this is a keeper. This is one like frame it and hang it above your desk. Hey, Kevin and Taylor, I will be graduating this afternoon. So she wrote this like the day that she was graduating it was a few days ago. I wanted to thank you all. You guys have helped me keep a strong faith. I'm giving the welcoming speech at graduation. I'm really scared, but I know God will get me through it. Isn't that cool? She's going to rock it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll be attending the U.S. Coast Guard Academy. I report June 26th. I just wanted to thank you all. What a cool kid, huh? Savannah just made my day. I can't wait to reread that. That is phenomenal. Wow. Yeah, Yeah. so I'm sure you're... So cool. Savannah, I'm sure your parents are super proud, your whole family, your school, everybody going off to the coast. We're proud of you. And uh, and thanks for sending that note because um, it means a lot when we know that, that what we do every day makes a, a difference in people's lives. It's really cool. So thank you, Savannah, and all the best on your, uh, your new adventure, the Coast Guard Academy. We're talking about graduations. We've got a really cool graduation letter from a, a young lady headed off to the Coast Guard Academy. How cool is that? One thing that happens in, in our neighborhood, because we've lived there for a few years now, is I'll see the kids that are graduating. I'll go, but, but no, 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 no. That kid's like eight years old. Yeah. <laughs> you know, How can you, that be possible? Right. You remember seeing like Johnny or Janie at the pool mm-hmm. and they had water wings on and now they're like that young guy. Now they're, now they're going off to Georgia Tech. Now they're going yeah. off to MIT and you're like, what? Yeah. How, how did they get 10 years older? Yet I haven't aged today. Uh, <laughs> my niece just graduated uh, a year ago and I'm still not over it. She, right? uh, It was really sweet. This is like one of those parenting wins my sister had. Um, it came up in her memories that it was her graduation party. And my sister did everything herself. Like she worked her tail off. Um, and her twin flew in to help her. And me and my sister Suzanne made cupcakes and stuff. And she texted all four of us. 
And she said, thank you so much for the awesome graduation party. It Aww. just came up in my memories. Thanks for, for what you did for me. That's cool. It was really neat. That is really cool. To acknowledge that. I decided on vacation this time around, I was going to not try to not post a lot. And not only that, but just like not take a lot of pictures and a lot of video. I thought I'm going to be present. I'm going to be fully present in the moment and experience all this fully rather than being like, oh, that'd be a good social media Mm -hmm. post. Every Uh, Beatles song you just took in. That's awesome. My wife may disagree and go, yeah, that wasn't my experience. (laughs) For me, I did a lot of self-editing when it came to getting my phone out, taking pictures and stuff. But there was one thing I decided to do. My son and I went to a used record store before Tracy and I left. We're just knocking around buying some albums and stuff. And at checkout, there was a can of googly eyes. You know, those eyes that have white and then they have the the black thing Mm -hmm. in the middle that kind of bounces around a little bit. They had a big can of those. There were like 50 of them in a can and it said adhesive, easy peel off. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm going to get these. I'm going to be a merry prankster while we're on vacation. So sure enough, every time we stopped, which if you've ever traveled with me, it's a lot. <laughs> Every time I went in the men's room, I would go in the, go in the stall and I'd put the googly eyes up. So I'd, I'd post a picture every now and then. We got to the festival. I was putting googly eyes up everywhere. And people loved it. I mean, they were like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. I love these posts. And I was doing Cyclops googly eyes. I was looking looking for ways that I could make it look like a face googly eyes. Some and, people go in grocery stores and do it on fruit. And if I went back into a, if I went back to a, a, a Porta John mm-hmm. and I put them in earlier and they were gone, I, I kind of got my feelings hurt. <laughs> oh, they took your googly eyes. It's okay. I had more where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> so then Tracy started. She was like, "I want to do it." So she it's started fun. doing it. We'd, we'd awesome. stop at like a, a rest stop on the way. She'd be like, "Hit me with some eyes." <laughs> Give her a couple of googly eyes. And that off, is so cute. Off we go. So. I've never done it. I've seen it all over social media. I remember you were the first person to ever tell me about it years ago when the dad mm-hmm. and or the son and his mom would do it. Yeah, they did and, it all over I, London on statues. Yes, that's so bad. <laughs> but I did. I was a participant. I bought 500 googly eyes for my niece. I think I told you this the other day on the show. No, I don't remember. Because her and her dad are constantly playing pranks on each other. And she just texted me the other day and said they had to call googly eye truce because he was putting googly eyes in her food. And she's like, I don't know what that plastic is going to do to me. Dad. Yeah. So there's no more googly eyes in the family. (laughs) That's funny. Coming up. Have you heard the good news about women's confidence levels? Hey, have you heard this encouraging news about women's confidence levels? A majority of women are feeling more confident than they did 10 years ago, according to a brand new survey. Uh, This is pretty interesting. Four out of five women agree that society puts a lot of pressure on women to look or act a certain way. And the top barriers women find themselves faced with are feelings like they need to cover up or hide parts of their body dealing with the fear of aging, struggling to be all things to all people, and balancing their work and family lives. Well, women are overcoming the need to be perfect in everything they do. And after this survey, they found out, like I said, a majority of women are feeling way more confident than they did 10 years ago. So Mm. that is awesome news. All right, Taylor, you're a woman. Uh, How are you feeling compared to 10 years ago? Feeling pretty good? Um. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I have good days and bad days, like every woman. Do you feel Um, like you're more or less confident than you are 10 years ago? I think I'm more confident. Like, there's a certain time, like, you get to a point where you're like, oh, that doesn't matter. Like, why did I spend (laughs) so much time worrying about that? And I I will say this is, like, kind of embarrassing to talk about, but 
Um, just even like posting pictures of myself from my recent vacation yeah. on social media, that takes some confidence because you may not love what you see and you're like, you know what? I don't care. This is me enjoying God's creation and these, this beautiful history. Hmm. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm posting it. I don't care. And I did get one comment, like someone make kind of teasing me about some of the photos I posted, but I was like, you know what? I don't care. You know, it's just <laughs> posted them anyway. Yeah. Huh. I wonder, I would love to hear from you. Are you more or less confident than you were 10 years ago? What do you think? Are you growing into confidence? This is going to be men or women. We'd love to hear from both. So we're talking about confidence. Do you see yourself growing into confidence? Talk about like a, a five or 10 year span of life. Are you more or less confident? We'd love to hear from you. So we're talking about growing in confidence uh, as you get older, like five years or 10 years. Do you think you're more confident than you were five years ago or 10 years ago? Um, I can say like my wife, we're talking specifically about women, but we'd love to hear from men or women uh, if you want to give us a call. My wife has gotten so much more confident as she's gotten older. And I think the most visible representation of that is one of the things I loved about Tracy when we met. She has, She's a redhead. She had this bright red hair. and I absolutely fell for it first time I saw her. Um, and I've loved that about her. And as the years have gone by, she's needed a little uh, help keeping it that color. Mm -hmm. And then during uh, COVID, she was like, if I'm ever going to let it go natural and go gray, it's now. Because who knows yeah. how long. It, so she did. She She's one of those ladies who she let it grow out and it's really long and it's mostly gray now. There's it's You gorgeous. can see some yeah. auburn and some like brown underneath of it all. But oh, really? you, would, you would say. That's cool. Oh, she's oh, she's gray. Yeah, she let her hair go gray, and that took a lot of confidence. Yeah, I don't know that Tracy ten years ago could have died. Well, obviously she didn't, you know, but she mm -hmm. did now, and she and she loves it. And I'll tell you what, we get stopped all the time, and people will tell her your hair is gorgeous. Yeah, never happened when she was. When she was coloring it. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, every now and then it would, but not like... Because I thought she was gorgeous then and she's like gorgeous now, now, either way. I can guarantee you if we go somewhere, we grocery store, we're going to get stopped. Mm -hmm. A festival, a concert, we're going to get stopped and someone's going to compliment Tracy's hair. The biggest thing I'll always remember about the first time I, you ever introduced me to your wife was her blue eyes. I mean, you get lost in her. They're just like stunning. And then it was so cool that all four of your kids got blue eyes, too. So have you grown in confidence as you've gotten older, like five years ago, the you that you now are five years later or 10 years later? Are you more confident than you were then? We'd love to hear from you. And why? What do you think the reason for growing into that confidence is? Hey, Sharon, we're talking about growing in confidence. Do you think you've grown in confidence over the years? Yeah, I, th I think I have. You were talking about your wife and finally going gray and going natural. Yeah. I've done the same thing in the past few years, and I'm loving it. Nice. Awesome. People come up to me just like your wife did and say they love my hair, and mostly it's young people. Oh, huh. so cool. I bet you love the time and money you're saving, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely, because I really got tired of doing it because I was coloring it myself uh -huh. or having to get a friend to do it for me because it was such a hassle. I'm loving it. It makes me feel good. I'm trying to grow oh gracefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Well, good, good job, you.